Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023, and today is our 82nd devotional. And today we're looking at the person Booker T. Washington and just the uh, influence that he had uh, over his lifetime. Uh, as I look at his life and as I have picked up his his biography again, and his biography, uh, the name of the biography is Up From Slavery. If you've not read it, I would really encourage you to read it. But Booker T. Washington, he lived from uh, 1856 to 1915. And he just had an amazing, an amazing life. Uh, just what he went through and the things that he uh, persevered through to get to where he he was in life. Um, some of the things that uh, he did, he started the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama, and uh, he he really influenced the world for what could be done. And it's just interesting to see all the things that he overcame. Uh, today, as I've been just looking through his biography, uh, I just have gotten caught up in it again, thinking of all the things that this man went through and the practical things that he wrote about in his book that apply to everybody, not just um, blacks or whites or Europeans or Americans, but they apply to everyone. And I think he got most of his um, his um, stamina, if you will, or his his um, grit, if you will, for doing what he did because he realized he had a purpose in life that God had given him a purpose. And again, I'll go back to First Corinthians chapter ten, verse six. It says, "Now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things." as they also lusted. And when we think about the people from the Old Testament, and uh, especially the children of Israel, how they lusted after things, and it, it messed them up as they went along. Uh, here, Booker T. Washington is an example of someone that uh, he wanted things to be done right. He wanted it to be uh, neat and orderly. He wanted his clothes to look right. Uh, but it wasn't because he was arrogant or lusting after things. It was just because there, in, in his mind, there was a right way to do things, uh, a neat way to do things, uh, and that's the way it needed to be done because uh, the Bible tells us that let all things be done decently and in order. Uh, God is a God of order, and uh, Booker T. Washington saw what disorder and chaos brought, but um, when I started looking at his book, it, it's interesting that when he was working in the mines uh, and, and he, he lived in a town that they, they had uh, salt mines and it was in uh, Mil uh, Milton, West Virginia, and he worked in these salt mines as a little boy uh, crawling around and lugging uh, things back and forth and the story is told of how uh, his light went out one day and just scared him to death. But uh, as he was working in the mines, he heard two guys talking about a school 
all the way over in Hampton, West, uh, in Hampton, Virginia, and he determined that he would go there. And uh, now Hampton, Virginia is over 500 miles away or about 500 miles away from uh, Middleton, West Virginia. And in our day and age, it would take about five to six hours uh, to drive that distance. Uh, but for a, a young man trying to get to a place where he could go to school uh, and learn, that's just, it would take weeks. But he determined in his mind that he would do it. And so um, the first thing that he needed to do was get out of the mine and get a, uh, a better job and a job that he could start learning things with. So he uh, found a, there was a lady that was willing to pay $5 a month uh, for a young man to work in her house, and he took the job. Uh, she had been known for being strict and mean and hard to work with, and when he started working for her, he just realized that she just wanted things done right and neat and orderly, and he says one of the best educations that he learned was with her on how to sweep a floor, and that paid off later when he got to um, Hampton, and he... Uh, was applying to the school. They didn't accept him, but they didn't reject him. He just kind of hung around for a while. And then finally, the, the lady in charge of the school uh, told him to sweep out a room. And so he writes about sweeping the room out, and he swept it out several times. And he took a dust cloth, and he went over the room several times. And he had that room spotless uh, for when the lady came back in to examine the room. And he said that this was his entrance exam into the college. And when she uh, said that he would do nicely in the school, uh, he said that uh, that was the best feeling, the best. Um, he was more excited about that than any other exam that he had ever taken. And it was all because he had learned how to work hard and do things neatly and properly. Uh, because of his former boss, this person that uh, no other little boy could learn to work with, but he did. Uh, he worked as a janitor there in the Hampton Institute uh, while he was getting his education. And once he got it, he started teaching uh, people that were less fortunate than himself. Uh, he says he would teach in stables or hen houses. Um, and, and one of the things that he would do too was make sure that the children that were coming to learn from him were decent, were uh, as neat as they could be. Even if they didn't wear shoes, he would make them uh, straighten up and dust off and and come in clean to the, the class. Uh, when he started Tuskegee Institute, uh, they didn't have much at all there either. Uh, they were mainly going off of donations and um, he realized that uh, there was a need in the area there in Alabama for bricks. They were having to import their bricks from uh, quite a distance away, and he realized if they could start making bricks that um, they could have some income for the school. And so that's what they started doing, and it took them several tries uh, to get it right on how to make the brick, but they finally got it, and... Um, they became known for the excellency in their bricks. And, and some of the people that um, were coming to their school said that 
um, well, people won't buy our bricks because of the color of our skin. They won't like us, and, and so they won't buy our bricks. And he said, it won't matter the color of your skin if you put out a product that is better than anyone else's and something that is needed. People won't care about the color of your skin. And he proved people, uh, he proved that right uh, by the end of his life. They were just known for their bricks. And throughout his life, he was uh, just someone that would not stop. He, he, he was driven uh, to better people around him and, and to give people an education and a way to, to work up and to climb out of the hole that they were in there in the South after the Civil War and after slavery and uh, just that education they needed to, um, to work their way out of uh, the bad situation that they found themselves in. And uh, it's interesting because he and George Washington Carver worked together for many years and they didn't get along very well uh, if the, the accounts are to be taken. Uh, it says that Booker T. Washington would routinely um, be upset with George Washington Carver and George Washington Carver was routinely upset with Booker T. Washington because uh, George Washington Carver was not so neat and, and not so uh, prim and proper, you might say. Uh, he was out exploring and figuring out how the, the world worked, and that came in handy for what he was doing uh, with examining the soil and different things. And he wasn't so interested in counting the numbers of eggs the chickens laid or the gallons of milk that the cows produced or or anything like that he was trying to get the the soil to produce better and uh, Booker T Washington wanted a an orderly record kept uh, of everything that was done and it's interesting to look at, at the relationship and see how that these two men um, even though they were so different uh, God brought them together and they worked so well together because they both had different talents. And, and that's what the Bible tells us is that we, uh, God puts us together with different talents so that the body can be edified. Um, but when I think of Booker T. Washington, I think of um, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. It says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. And put your hand to what you're doing. Um, or as I heard when I was a kid, move with a purpose. Uh, do what you're going to do with a purpose. Don't be lazy about what you're doing. And that served Booker T. Washington very well. And I think it would serve us well in our day and age. Uh, we just... Uh, we need to be moving with a purpose uh, with what we do. So I hope his life will inspire us uh, to do a little bit more for our Lord and Savior. And I hope this has been a blessing to you. Until tomorrow, auf Wiederhören.